Welcome to the Love in Progress podcast, where we deep dive into steps to help you unlock an improved life, a life filled with peace, purpose, joy, and connection, one where you feel like you're bringing your best self into your relationships and influence as a leader. I am your host and educator, Nina, of all things Nina, and I'm here to be a guide to you in that process. Let's get started. Oh man, I am incredibly excited to talk about this topic today because I remember when I learned this principle just a few years ago, it was incredibly formative in me understanding how I was placing myself in certain roles, in certain relationships because of insecurities that I held around being validated in that role. So let's dive right into it, shall we? (laughs) I am going to break down for you here. A principle is actually taught in the book, The Power of Ted by David Emerald. And I really liked this principle because it was pretty novice to me. And I hope that there'll be some insights from what I learned about it that will also maybe just strike a new chord with you as well. But it's this principle, the one that we're going to talk about today, is really centered around being a hero and instead shifting from that hero role to being a coach. And maybe perhaps you're listening thinking, wait, don't I want to feel like a hero in my life? Don't I want to be a hero to my children or to my partner or even to my business partners? Or if if you work in the coaching space, like filling that role of hero is very fulfilling. And that's the first thing I want to catch us all in. Again, as we look about doing this deep self-work to help us understand how we can serve and bless and connect and love people better, if we're constantly seeking validation in our roles and in our relationships, how are we showing up when we're meant to serve people? Quite selfishly, I can answer that question for you right away. <laughs> so if we kind of back the truck up a little bit and understand that if we're seeking validation through these roles and relationships that we are putting ourselves in a position to be able to continuously create scenarios with which we're going to be needed, with which we're going to need to be the hero. And when I understood that, oh my gosh, my mind just like, I feel like I had a mind blowing moment because I had realized in how many scenarios I had set myself up to inadvertently create victims, to create people that needed saving. Now, I really want this to sink in for a second. And if you can with me reflect, because I think that's always more powerful, but think about situations, maybe with your children. This is a a pretty easy translation, I think, where you have set yourself up so that they depend on you in certain scenarios. Let's just say, for instance, I want to give an example to that young mothers, young parents can relate to Your church has some sort of toddler class that they can go to. Do you, as the parent, come into that situation, you know, ready to drop them off at the door and you're communicating to the teachers, hey, this this child has a really hard time leaving me and you feel that anxiousness and you're kind of sticking with the child. Again, this isn't bad in behavior, but it's, it's less beneficial and advantageous in its motivation. So, so stick with me on this. All right. You're acting nervous. You are feeling nervous. You're communicating actively to the child and to the caregivers there that this is an uncomfortable scenario that your child needs you there and that this transition is going to be a tough one. Now, (laughs) this, (laughs) this scenario is probably likely because you're 
doing a couple of things here. One, you're projecting your nervousness on leaving the child in that situation. Two, the child is reflecting back your nervousness. And three, you're perpetuating it by communicating it out loud that there's a problem. So all of these things are working negatively to the situation and creating a scenario with which you are the hero to the child. You are creating a situation that they need to be saved by. And almost always in my behavioral work, because I worked with kiddos that were this age, did I see that that child never effectively transitioned into other care because of these barriers that a hero-styled parent would project onto a situation. Now, let me give you a, an, a, another option where you can be a coach instead of a hero in the same scenario. And it's almost going to look the same, but there's going to be some nuances that I'm hoping you're going to be able to pick up on. Again, you've got a toddler child going into a, a toddler class at church. They're visibly, physically, emotionally nervous. You can tell. But you as the parent are not meant to be a hero. You are there to be a coach. And a coach believes in the person they're coaching. They stand on the sidelines. They root them on. They give them a plan of action. And then they let them go play. Think of it as like a sports analogy here, even though I'm awful at those. <laughs> so here's the situation as a coach. You see the child visibly upset, having an emotional reaction. You look at the kid, you know, go, go down to, to eye level and say, listen, you're going to go into this toddler class. And guess what? There's adults there that are so loving. They're so kind. There's going to be lots of fun and wonderful things that you can expect in this environment. There's also going to be kiddos there that are going to be playing with you. You're going to have new toys and sing new songs with these new friends. And it's going to be a wonderful experience if you can get excited about this new environment that you're going to come into. And I know that you can. I'm here to support you and be excited with you before we go in. I'll walk with you in there and then I'll let you go so that you can learn to connect with the adults. You can learn to connect with the kids and it's going to be an incredible experience. Now, I want you to know that I love you and I believe that you can do this. This is something new or maybe something that feels uncomfortable to you or has felt uncomfortable to you. But listen, I'm excited to hear all the wonderful things that are going to happen in this class. And gosh, I know you're going to love it. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> you might be laughing at me, but this is literally how I talk to my 18 month olds uh, because they had to go into situations like this with our own religious construct. We had this exact scenario and I watched parent after parent after parent after parent fight their kids in trying to get them to go to this honestly wonderful toddler class where they the kids could play, have a good adult connection, and the adults could get a break and actually go somewhere else and, and have their own lesson in learning. <laughs> so here's how it would play out again as a coach. You have this wonderful transition preparation, so powerful in behavior management. You walk into the scenario with the child. You give a big, old, teethy smile and say, I'm so excited for you. You got this. And you drop them off. You connect them with an adult. You make the introduction and you say, I'm so excited for you guys to connect together. Uh, they may be feeling a little bit nervous because this is one of their first times here, but I know they're going to do an awesome job. And I know you as the adult are going to support them through this situation. And so you're putting empowerment 
on the child instead of enabling the you as the parent and the other caretakers there as ones to diffuse their emotions. And yeah, they're going to need help and support. They're little, 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 but there's also so much that you're communicating in the nuances of this interaction that's going to teach the child self-trust, resiliency, coping skills. And you give that cute little one a squeeze and then you walk out the door and then you get to watch and see how it goes. <laughs> and uh, and then you come back at the end and say, see, look, mommy came back or daddy came back. And I'm so excited to see how you learned and grow, grew today and growed. Oh, I'm really getting back into that toddler momhood, I guess. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear how you learned and you grew today. I'm so proud of you. What an incredible growth opportunity you had today. I'm, I'm so excited for you. And obviously you could translate it down to 18 month old verbiage, but you're understanding what I'm saying here, right? I give this extensive example because I want you to understand that we do this so much and we do it because of our own ego. We do it because it feels good to be needed. We do it because we don't trust some of these people that we're in relationships with or or that we feel we have quote unquote stewardship over. But you know what that does? It burns you out. It puts you at a place where you're constantly having to save people in the hero role. But worse yet, and I really want you to hear what I'm saying with this, because I know sometimes we're others focused and that can be our motivation to start. You are putting these people that you love and care about at a detriment. You're putting them in a position where they have to rely on you because they don't know that you believe in them. That's a big, it's a big lesson. Now I want you to reflect as I shared just a couple minutes ago, other areas that you may be doing this in your life. Could it be something in your home care? Could it be something in your business? Could this be something that you're doing in your job? Could it be something in your relationships, in your church, your community, where you probably by mistake were inadvertently putting yourself in a position where you were saving people, where you were following that mindset that people need me to do this. And instead of releasing the expectation off of yourself to constantly be the hero, but that you are leaning into the belief that people can learn it. And going back to that sports analogy, which I know I'm awful at, but sometimes it works better. As a coach, you've got to let the players play. Sometimes they're going to drop the ball, fumble the ball, mess up a play. They're going to hurt themselves that's the unfortunate part of allowing people into the arena to play the game of life. But if we believe in growth, if we believe in the powerful opportunity to give people space and grace to learn through experience, then that's formative. There's far more lessons that they'll learn playing the game than us having to walk through every various scenario and try to teach them the lessons that they could get. So kind of quick recap, filters that lead to the hero role. Those of us that are trying to fix things, diagnose things, constantly correcting, um, maybe even avoiding conflict saying like, oh, I'll just take care of it. <laughs> that creates enablers. 
you know, if you're, if you're constantly thinking, oh, I know already they're going to fail at this, or oh, I just know how to do it anyway. Those are also uh, filters, you know, efforting, self-referencing, and even defending. So getting pretty protective of those things. That's how you're going to cycle yourself back into that hero role. But coaches, coaches consider themselves equal. Okay. They're facilitating self-empowerment. They see situations as opportunities to learn. Again, this is from the power of Ted. This is going to help them to support a new and unknown and discoverable story. I love that. Um, You're going to ask questions and listen deeply. You're going to be creating together in the present. You're going to be excited by the new solutions that emerge from letting them be empowered. Okay. Very, very different. They're seeking personal empowerment, learning opportunities, giving everybody the equal opportunity to be creators in this world, really asking clarifying questions, offering new creative pathways. Um, you're, you're coaching, you're trying to see a broader perspective, but you're again, leaning into the, the power of knowing and trusting that the people that you're working with have incredible abilities to be creators, just as you have been in the problem solving process. So again, This is a role that we oftentimes inadvertently fill, but could be really based on an internal need to be validated. And I will say that I have certainly fallen into this category many a times. And when I really reflected back, it was truly just to feed my insecurities, specifically to feed this belief that I need to be needed. And that if I'm not around and other people are accomplishing things, then what's my value? <laughs> so I got to unpack that when I started to realize I was implementing this in certain situations and relationships. And you know what happened? <laughs> An incredible relief that I don't need to save everybody. And that my worth is certainly never tied to my ability to do that. That I can look at something with a unique perspective, yes, but my goal is to help empower the people that are around me, to help them know that I believe in them even before they believe in themselves, and then to actually work forward with that trust and to see how life beautifully unfolds for them in the situations that they'll be troubleshooting through, the ones that they'll be learning and growing and expanding through. I could just stand on the sidelines and like root them on and really see that their potential could be far beyond what I could even create for them in that hero role. So I hope that you got some value today. I hope that you were able to find an area with which you were inadvertently implementing a hero situation. I want you to one, identify that situation, set the intention that you're going to shift from hero to coach. And then also I would love for you to reflect back as to why you're putting yourself in that situation. What is that self-need and validation that you need to address? How can you self-parent and self-trust yourself further so that you're not continuously finding yourself back in that hero role? I hope that you got some value today. Thanks again for being here on the podcast. I hope that you live well, look well, and be well. And I'll see you all next time. Thanks, friend, for tuning in today and investing in your own growth. I'm proud of you. Now, remember, personal development can be inspiring and uplifting to listen to, but won't change your life until you put the learning into practice. 
That's where my mentorship and coursework comes in. If you're looking for accountability and real results in your life right now, then I'm here to help. Head to my website, allthingsnina.com and explore options that will best fit you, whether that's self-guided through prompts and coursework or with my assistance through personalized wellness mentorship. Remember, your best well life awaits. You just have to build it. Let's do it together. I'm rooting for you.